I like to note when my podcast guests are a first, and this is a first, a married couple. Danny and Debbie Lance of Eastridge, Tennessee, are in this week's podcast because they are creators and entrepreneurs. I do not consider for-profit businesses to be the only way you can be an entrepreneur. In fact, many of us are entrepreneurs, but money isn't in the equation. Danny and Debbie Lance have started something in Eastridge. And to be honest, this is also the first time I've met or even heard of this kind of project. Join me for this episode in season five, a new season in 2024, to talk to Danny and Debbie about their fascinating project. Danny and Debbie Lance are the ministers of True Life Church and the creators of the Eastridge Creative Arts. Along with that, they have an impressive coffee shop, Local Coffee, because we all know that coffee and Wi-Fi are the bottom layers of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and we can't do creativity without them. And I do want to say that I ate at Local Coffee today. I had a great lunch of chicken salad, croissant, and chai latte. And I, I also want to say that unlike other places where I've had chai latte, I got to determine my own sugar content. Usually they're too sweet. Danny and Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, my pleasure. This is so exciting. I want to start by saying how I know them. I worked with Danny's sister, Rhonda Cox, for many years at an educational institution in Rock Spring, Georgia. Shout out to the technical system. And I've known their family for many years. Also, I was asked to come be involved in a writer's well kind of event. Signing? Like signing, yes. In September, and that was super neat. But I like to let people tell their own story. So, why... Eastridge Creative Arts and Local Coffee and why connecting it to True Life Church? So I guess the Eastridge part of it is simply I was blessed to live in what I thought was the greatest hometown ever. Um, I'm sure many other people feel that way, but Eastridge was a special place to me. It still is. I've lived here most of my life. Um, and I also was fortunate enough to come through the music departments in the schools and the arts programs there and was uh, ended up being a music major in college even um, and had a lot of great opportunities that were afforded me through the school system, through also extracurricular activities like Chattanooga Boys Choir and other things like that, where I got opportunities outside of the school. There were connecting groups and connecting organizations that gave us uh, more opportunities to advance. So. When I came back to East Ridge to pastor, it was something I'd actually been holding on to while I was a music pastor for 10 years, and we were named one of the top 50 music programs in America. We were approached at that point to start a music academy, and the timing was right, because we were, our church had outgrown our building when we were moving out of East Ridge, mm -hmm. so it took a few years to get back to this, but but the idea is, in in this particular time, the schools are not quite as able to provide the same level of arts education that I received. That's not a knock on anybody. It's simply we turned out, Eastridge turned out a lot of great musicians. Um, over the years, there was this run of really fine jazz musicians, particularly 
um, that were world-class players. And so I'd love to connect the new generation with those people that went before them because many of them haven't even heard the names of the Brent Kings and Doug Henrys and Kevin Roberts and the different jazz players that came through our school. And I think those people, a lot of them are still around and would love to figure out how can I somehow invest back this next generation. That's kind of the thinking behind East Ridge Green Arts, along with the fact none of the schools in East Ridge, elementary, middle, or high school have an auditorium. So we host a lot of their, we hosted the high school play last year. We hosted um, the high school chorus spring concert, as well as the art department had about 300 something works they'd done all year and did an art show here. We did eight graduations for East Ridge Elementary. So uh, we have in the past hosted faculty meetings for the middle school and then uh, for the Spring Creek Elementary. All of the schools here have been really great to work with. And we've tried to just fill needs, not compete at Mm-hmm. Uh, but fill gaps they just can't fill right now for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe it's funding, maybe it's scheduling, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's just, um, you know, the particular way that the system is set up in the county. But anyway, we have, I, I don't want to see kids not get the opportunities I got. So I guess that's why East Ridge Greater Works. And it's not only about kids, it's about also a, a whole group of people that are artists don't really have a place, don't really have, you know, there is a, there is a downtown arts scene, very vibrant, but it's also somewhat exclusive. Um, and, and if you don't know the right people, it can be intimidating. And we want this to be a place where people that maybe have only painted four pictures in their life feel like, you know, I, I, I can, I can go there and I can be around other people. I can learn more. I can figure out how you do watercolor instead of oil or something like that. So, uh, so I think it's not just about the kids. That's where it started. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go ahead and talk about this verse that's on your board behind you. And of course, you on podcast world can't hear it, but or see it. But this is from Jeremiah 29, 7. And my recollection of the scripture is that this was said to the Jewish uh, folks who were left in Jerusalem to um, how they should respond to the situation when most of their other folks had been exiled to Babylon or somewhere like that. And they were left there. And this verse says, work for the success of the city I have sent you to. Pray to the Lord for that city. If it succeeds, you too will enjoy success. That is so awesome. What does that mean to you? Well, for one thing, I struggled with the fact I heard pastor. He's actually the pastor of the largest church in America. He's not a real well-known guy, but uh, guy named Craig Rochelle asked the question at a conference. Um, if your church closed, would your community miss it? And I thought it's worse. It's worse than that. At this point, it, uh, they wouldn't even know. We, you know, they live around us. We were in a very traditional church building doing very traditional church things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that in a residential neighborhood, and none of the people that lived in that area even came to our church. They wouldn't have missed us. It wasn't anything intentional. It's simply, we didn't have a, we didn't have a front porch on our church. And that is what I've always said the coffee shop was, was a front porch. where, And we are very intentional about the coffee shop not being a religious place, being a neutral place where we hope anyone can come. But we want the city to feel like, I, I've always felt like, a church should be a good neighbor, even if you don't believe what I believe about Jesus. You should be glad we're here because we provide services, because we help people in need, because we 
care about people that are struggling. And um, you don't have to be part of a church to do that, but churches somewhat are equipped to do. And so uh, I think that verse really, when I found that verse, and I interpreted it slightly different in that I felt like Jeremiah was writing it to the people already in Babylon, same period. But I felt like, because he said, the city where I've sent you. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, these are people that are in a city, not their own. They don't necessarily love it, but that's where God has planted them. And so they look around and he's saying, make the city better. And mm-hmm. so I feel like for me, East Ridge is Jerusalem. It's mm-hmm. home. But for some of the people who go to our church, they don't live in East Ridge, but this is where God has sent us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that there should be an awareness. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny when Jesus talks about the, you know, Saying one group of people, I was in prison. You visited me. I was, and all these. And he said, um, "This other group of people, I, I never, you know, you never visited me." Um, it's interesting the delineation he makes between those on his left and those on his right isn't really about their doctrine or theology, it's about their kindness and love. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you know, for us, it's not that churches don't feel that it's we we don't know how to put handles. And, I, and that's really the idea. And that verse, I just looked at it and it, it jumped out at because there's a, a few verses further down. It's a very famous verse, 2911. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I know the plans of Africa. And he's again saying to a group of people that just had their country destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he's going, I got plans to prosper you for a future. And they're, they're not feeling like they got any future. Uh, you know, wow, what a powerful verse to a few verses up about right now, you might be not where you want to be, but instead of pounding or or just building an ivory tower, invest in. He tells them in the verses around it, plant crop, raise children, have more children, grow, don't shrink. You know, basically he's saying to them, thrive wherever you're planted. I, I would say you're probably right in your in the context of that. Was just, in my mind I was thinking it was the I, other. But I, it works I, by I the way. It's really clear either way. That's yeah. kind of hot because city I sent you, but I but in either it's the same because Jerusalem leveled. Yeah. They're sitting in ruin. Oh, wow. So now that we know something about the mission of this place, I will say that it's amazing when you come here because it used to be the Salvation Army store. store. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I have been here (laughs) looking for things. And the renovation has been remarkable. It's beautiful what's going on. I know it's been a lot of sweat equity, as they would say. So let's talk about the who. Let's hear about your stories about how you came to this work, uh, your interest, your what you play as a musician, what you do in the art. Um, I think that our path, we were led together through music, through relatives. I knew some of his relatives. They had a band. Uh, I was singing in his uh, brother-in-law's choir who said to me one day, we really need a girl in the band because my brother-in-law writes all these songs and he sings them in his, his key and none of us can sing harmony. Well, that's how I met Danny. <laughs> I was the girl. He was the guy. Is this Ken? Yeah. Okay. Ken Cox, Rhonda's husband. And um, so that was my entry point because I had gone to school with Ken eons ago and our kids were friends and stuff like that. So that grew into getting to know each other, building a relationship, finding out the things that we both gravitated towards in ministry and in music and led to us collaborating on music, us becoming part, uh, eventually getting married and being part of our church together, me being part of the ministries. Danny, you know, went into specific ministry for um, being the music director, music minister, and ultimately pastoring. 
And here I had my first house I bought as a single mom was in Eastridge intentionally because I wanted my kids to go to the Eastridge schools. And in the time since that uh, era, schools had changed where they had art, they had music, they had, in fact, Ken was one of the teachers that they had. And there was so much lacking where you look at Eastridge today and the business is booming and new businesses are coming in and there's a lot of growth and development in that area. There's a lot of growth and development in the sports area, the Camp Jordan and the Red Wolves. The arts and culture side is what is kind of lacking. And what we are is ambassadors of the most amazing creator in the world and the universe in anything. His creativity ought to be flowing through us and we ought to be able to bring that to our community in a special way. Um, and you see it being backed down in academics because of the need for more numbers and more focus on career paths and, and college paths and things like that. So it gets pushed out, squeezed out. But yet when you see studies, it proves that creativity enhances their learning ability. In so our focus with Eastridge Creative Arts is a special niche to help this community who's lacking in that. And hopefully along the way, to introduce the creator himself to what we do. Children need it. Adults need it. Uh, we see a lot of connection with that. People asking us, when are you going to have lessons? When are you going to do this? You know? <laughs> uh, so there's a whole lot of interest in that because we started down this path when our building, when we started out 2018, opened local coffee originally, and then that building sold because we were renting it. And then by the time we packed up and left, COVID happened and we had to shut down for a year and a half, basically. Yeah. Uh, everything was packed up. So we started looking for a building and this is where we wound up. And this time we bought the building and hopefully we'll stay here. But it, it gave us a new launching pad. But we were frustrated at that point thinking, just getting this off the ground. <laughs> We'd had some art lessons and some music lessons going. So it's wonderful to be back in an even bigger and better place to be able to do that. Do you consider this a good central location? It is. Yeah. Actually, probably a little better because we're closer to what people who've been connected with Eastridge all of their lives consider more the heart of Eastridge. Mm -hmm. Up here, we're closer to the tunnel where the original business hub was. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the first businesses, Kingwood Pharmacy, things like that, yes. were close yeah. by. Mm -hmm. So we do kind of feel more in the middle of things here. And I should say for the listeners that I'm looking out and we're at the, almost at the corner of Belvoir and mm -hmm. Ringgold Road. Yeah. So, uh, and we're on the, I would say the Georgia side of Ringgold Road. And, um, if you're familiar with, uh, the area, you'll know where it is. So you're a singer. Yeah. Okay. Do you play an instrument? So I play guitar, a little bit of piano and percussion. Okay. And Danny? Um, well, I was a voice major in college, but I also, grew up in a house that as long as you lived there, you had to take piano. So I, um, so I play keyboard. I play trumpet. It's just been a few years since I played trumpet with any seriousness. And did you both go to Lee? No. Oh, it was semester. That was a long time ago. And Lee's smaller than my high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it wasn't really a good fit for me at that moment. Um, and so I went to UTC and was in four different ensembles there and two of Dr. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Workshop. So, yeah. So, yeah, I went to UTC. In fact, Dr. Drake, son comes to our church now. Oh, we did not work together. 
Those were long relationship friendships. Yes, I used to go to First Pres when he was there, yeah, towards the end of his life. What are some programs that uh, Eastridge Creative Arts and the True Life Church Center offer? Do you, you, so you, you mentioned lessons or that's groups? something to, we have to uh, relaunch and we want to do some things that will augment schools like go into a summer arts program, that sort of thing that we're still in development. We have started developing for the last location. But what we do currently, um, and the first one for this year will come up on March night, is an art beat night. An art beat is a time for local artists, as Danny was talking about, the people that may have never had a way to uh, display their art or interact with other artists. Uh, we we have a gallery show for them. It's a free event. There's uh, live music, whether it's local bands or our house band or um, and people can come and they can walk through and seeing the talents of this local area and buy it. They can purchase mm-hmm. local art. You can listen to some music and have some great coffee. Yes. So we do those uh, every it. other month. And um, it's just a great experience. Mm-hmm. We have everything from pottery to oil paints, acrylic paints, watercolors, um, photography, different kinds of woodwork. And we've had all kinds of artists displaying. Mm-hmm. And um, in one of our most recent ones at the end of the year, we had an artist who was completing a master's program and she brought her final master's project, which was a walk through the emotional healing of art. And it, there was no one who walked out of that display without tears in their eyes. It was a stirring journey through different forms of art of how Amazing. art transformed in her art, her mind, her emotions and the different things she'd gone through. So. Just really groundbreaking things have happened here. Mm-hmm. We're just thrilled to see what happens with us art beats. So the first one is coming up March 9th, Saturday, March 9th, and we do it in the evening, 6 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good ongoing program we do. Mm-hmm. The local authors, we something that we started last year. I mean, the creator has no limit, mm-hmm. and the creativity in us comes out in all kinds of ways. So um, writing as an expression of that creativity is one, th- one thing that, I think people will skip over sometimes when they think of art. Oh, we're talking about paintings. Yeah. Talking about everything mm-hmm. that people can do with a creative expression. And so that was a fun day. You know, we had several authors. Oh, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Getting yes. to read, you know, mm-hmm. excerpts and talk to the people. And we'll be doing another one of those. Okay. Yeah, I saw that you had a sign about book signings. Yeah. Yeah, neat. And then uh, I will say that even though this is a church and you meet on Sundays and at other times as a church body, the, the art's not religious. And I'm putting that in quotes. Yes. It's not all pictures of Jesus and all children. Exactly. We have a, we do have a family friendly policy. Right. So when we talk to new artists, we let them know we don't want anything that's um, in any way shop art or, you know, nudes or anything that small children couldn't be a part of because people will bring their family, you know, for the art beat nights. If a band is playing, they'll bring the whole family because they want to hear their, their relatives playing in a band or their, you know, a friend of theirs or a relative is displaying their art. So we just want it to stay a family environment. And yeah, all are welcome. Yeah. You said on March 9th, you're going to have another art beat. Um, and you're thinking in the summer, you might start having camp. We'd love situation. to do that and get it kicked off. We had plans for it before, um, even if it's just like, you know, a week where kids could enroll in this and we'd have assistance where it wouldn't cost if they mm-hmm. couldn't pay for it. 
And at the end of that week, they could do a concert and a display for their family and show what they'd learned and what they'd done. Yes. There's uh, friends that Danny actually had a longstanding relationship who has a similar organization near Nashville. And they do all kinds of these events and programs. So we had a little insight in that little assistance from them mm-hmm. talking about how you get the teachers involved and this sort of thing. So we're dusting off that plan and hope to do some of that in this year. Do you ever go to the like local government and talk to them about what you're doing? Well, first of all, we at East Ridge is its own city, which sure which mm-hmm. helps in that because they're amazing. People, not yeah. not people that necessarily don't know. And I'm now at the age that they are most of them are are my generation. You know, <laughs> I growing up they were old people that did that. Now I'm, yeah. But they have been super supportive. Our last art beat, the mayor was here and another, the city commissioners were here. They have been supportive in several different ways. And they are also, uh, the city commission is, is interested in the fact that we need some balance to Eastridge is excellent. Mm-hmm. Not because of that's Camp Joy, mm-hmm. basically. And because nowhere else, you know, uh, Never in my life has somebody invested $200 million to build a stadium in East Ridge. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just such a bigger project than anything that's ever happened here. So there's a lot of sports interest here. Mm-hmm. A lot of out-of-town people come there, mm-hmm. but there's almost no arts. And arts in Hamilton County uh, are actually very effective. There's a, there's a study the National Endowment of the Arts does it's called the Arts Economic Impacts. Hamilton County, this has been a, this is a couple year old statistic, but it, I would think it would be similar. Generated the arts in Hamilton County generated about $172 million. None of them. So I think at the government level, there's a recognition that there's a whole other set of people that aren't going to, but might would really like to go to a play. Or go to a, a concert, or go to and again, schools not having auditoriums or hasn't really been a venue. Um, and so I think there's some. There is an amphitheater at uh, Cam Jordan, as well as an arena, an indoor soccer that they do some concerts and things in. So I feel like there is an awareness and a, and an interest in. Okay, how do we move this forward? You know, no, we can't write you a blank check, but we can help you find grants. Do it. We can. Uh, they have been supported really from the beginning when we when we began talking to them about this. We were very fortunate. I think we have a very good power city commission. Um, we're kind of fortunate in that it's non-partisan, um, so there's not the red blue struggles and squabbles. Uh, and and so, and I think we have a, a a group of commissioners that all really want the best for the city. Now they don't always have the exact same vision for what's best. But you can start with that. You know, you can find some common ground. And most of them would agree there's not much going on in the art. Yeah. We were really thrilled. Uh, the last art beat that we had, a representative from Arts Field was here, which is Hamilton County, mm-hmm. and um, had a table here. And the mayor being here and other, a couple of the commissioners was able to sit and talk with them, building more bridges to the Hamilton County as a whole organization. And I think they followed up with a meeting after that even. So we've had a good relationship with Artsfield and we'd love to be maybe the conduit that starts funneling a little more attention outside of 
downtown centric right. events and more out into the, the general population of Hamlet County. And it'd be great for our city. Mm-hmm. So, and what we're just hugely blessed to have a mayor administration mission who see that too. So if someone were to come here on a Sunday morning, what time are your service? 10.30. 10.30. Okay. And, and free coffee on Sunday. Free coffee. Okay. <laughs> so what, what's your service like? I notice if you come in here, there aren't pews. Right. All right. <laughs> we have round tables and coffee chairs. Mm-hmm. It's something that evolved from something we used to do in the holidays when we would turn the sanctuary into kind of a lodge field for a musical that we did each year. And it was actually some of our senior citizens one year when we were starting to put things back together that they, you know, take it, put it back in rows and everything. They said, keep the tables. <laughs> they liked the tables. Yes. They liked being able to sit their pocketbook right. down and put their stuff on the table. And it actually right on. fosters more communication and a more relaxed atmosphere. So the tables from that point on stayed. And it does give it a different feel. You feel a little bit, bit more welcome. Um, and it's less threatening than all lining up in rows. You know, a more comfortable environment. It's casual. I mean, when you may have some person come in in a three-piece suit, somebody in their shorts and put flops. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to wonder about those people, but they must yes. show up. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I would say if you were going to characterize it, it would be a bit contemporary. Mm-hmm. Although we do some liturgy, just finished up doing Advent wreaths for yeah. the holiday season with a different family reading the readings every week. So it's, I think, a wonderful environment. We love it. So long-term vision. What do you want this place to be 10 years from now? I'm really quite honestly feel like this is a phase one of of eventually there being a full-blown art center here. <laughs> that probably would not happen in this building, I don't think. I think that what this would do is build build a foundation for it. And at some point, you know, like you do with your kids, you're grown now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would certainly love to stay involved, but I think I think I think when the city sees some, they'll go, okay, how do we get D Street is the most densely populated city in Tennessee. Yes. There's a lot of people in a small mm-hmm. area. And I think if if they begin to see things that have never been in East Ridge, or at least not in their memory, um, that 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 so that part of it I could see it eventually growing beyond what we can uh the coffee shop, quite honestly, I've always looked at as place East Ridge doesn't have a place where East Ridge comes together. Camp Jordan is wonderful. Camp Jordan is full every weekend of out of town ball. And East Ridge people don't typically spend a lot of time there. It's trafficking. There's, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's great things down there, but it just tends to be a place that's bringing new golf into the city. But there used to be sort of a city center type feel. Town hall was that. You had the East Ridge pool right behind you. You had this community gathering area. And and to witness that, we literally have the only meeting room in East Street. It used to be us and Wally's, and then and then Glenn <laughs> and Sharon finally decided they retire, and, and <laughs> so we so we have all sorts of groups. Me, greeting, <laughs> they do meet the mayor, the police do their citizens academy there, Chamber wow. of Commerce meets here. Um, there is a business networking group meets here every week, Chattanooga Aquatics that does you know aquarium owners and all. 
they did their big swap meet here and had so many people we couldn't even park them all. Uh-huh. And, um, so we we really try to be. Deborah had a, uh, a writer's workshop recently. Uh-huh. Deborah Levine did a memoir writing workshop. Okay. There's a number of things. So I'm. I really am always seeing this as a front porch to the community, but also just a place research comes together mm-hmm. for the church. You know, I've, I've, I've always thought that this idea travels. So I think you do it here. You, you systematize it to a point you can then go do it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And you go into the community first, not by putting up another church when Chattanooga had 1500 already, but by building a place where the community will come and meet each other and get to know each other and mm-hmm. I know what they're needed for us because some communities are really good at arts and not good at sports. And maybe in that place, you don't do an arts center. Maybe in that place, you do a basketball league or rec league. You know, I felt like the church is better at, they're not better at. We feel like we're supposed to have answers, not ask questions. And, and I, I feel like go into a community, open a coffee shop and start asking questions. What do you wish was here? Yeah. What do you miss that used to be here? What do you, you know, what do you hope here? And then you go, okay, what can I do with that? So I, so that I think long-term, I would love to 10 years from now, I think there was five of these in the greater Appleton County area and some of them in other states and uh, the same kind of idea, mm-hmm. move in and, and build the relationships first and let the church kind of figure out every church may have a little different personality. That's okay. You know, yeah. I, I think there's certain immutable truths, but I think we make some things Immutable You're, truths that are, you right. know, and quite honestly, you can't, I don't know, you can't reach somebody that you can't have a relationship with. You know, I think it starts with, you know, being open enough. I don't understand what they do. Maybe if I, I might learn, I might even know why they do that. And I might find out what they're doing makes more sense than what I'm doing. And they probably don't understand why I do what I do. So, you know, I see it as a, I see it as a hub. I see it as a hub that hopefully will continue to to spread and that there will be a generation younger than me that sees it and go, that's because I think I bring it back to the church because that's my first and greatest passion. But I think the church has to has to be looking any younger person to ministry has to look the model that was so effective 20th century is. You know, we okay, we've got fifteen hundred churches in Chattanooga, but only eighteen percent of Chattanooga goes to church. So eighty two percent are not going to the model we've had. So there's room for some other and I think as a younger person, I'd love to see younger people go, wait a minute. Maybe this is this makes sense to me. You know, I can see me in a coffee shop sitting and talk because I do that three times a week. You know, I think I think um seeing it be a generational thing, seeing seeing East Ridge better because uh, it's more diverse and more varied in the offerings, mm-hmm. art, music, and plays, and musicals to soccer games and and baseball tournaments, and you know all of the different things. The Camp Jordan has all these wonderful events that come through, you know, festivals, to circuses, to all sorts of things. I mean, I think East Ridge can is an amazing place, but can be much more amazing if, if we broaden. Yeah, well, and I think you hit on something is that in all this creativity that. You do have to be open to, I mean, obviously we have doctrine and all, and we're not talking about that, but you have to be open to how other people see things. And, you know, I'm still teaching in a college at an age that I probably don't need to be. But, <laughs> um, you know, the students, sometimes I just, 
shake my head. And other times it just amazes me. Like I've never seen it that way. I've never thought, I don't know anything about this. It's a huge thing, but I don't know anything about it. And, and I learn from them all the time. If I want to, if I'm willing to be open and, uh, you know, I could be closed off and say, you know, I don't, uh, one thing of my own is I've gotten very interested in, in filmmaking in the area because we have a, a, a sort of a film program at the college and, and I've had to learn about it, you know, and make connections with people. And that's something that, that also, you know, uh, in the area is going to be a, a thing. I think, you know, people are small filmmakers doing things, you know, in Georgia, bringing the, it's more of an industry thing because of the tax base, et cetera, which are still trying to get them up towards North Georgia. <laughs> but, you know, I think that some of us who've been in Chattanooga a long time still think of it as the way it was in the 70s and 80s, but it's not. It's so diverse now. So many people coming from so many places. You know, I was teaching um, English as second language at at the church I attend, and I thought, oh, they'll all be Hispanic, which was fine with me because I speak enough Spanish to be dangerous. And they were Arabic speak. They were from Iraq and Sudan, and now um, they're from uh, Afghanistan and places like that. And you know, it's just last year there were Eastridge Elementary had twenty seven languages spoke. Oh. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking you got, you got Spanish space here, but no, 27 different languages. Oh, my word. Yeah. As you know, we look at this and we're, we're the ones stuck because although we <laughs> serve a God that changes not, mm-hmm. clearly says, we were talking about it in Isaiah, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. And then he says, will you not know it? And I always <laughs> read that as, you know, banging somebody in the head and say, look, will you not see what I'm doing? I'm doing something different. And I think that's where we get stuck. It's like, well, that's not what God does. Yeah. You know, he always does X, Y, Z. No, he can't do A, B, C, D. Yeah. God doesn't change his nature, but he doesn't get stuck either. And yeah. his technique all the time. Right. That's, I mean, that's the story of the New Testament. Right. Is Jesus wasn't supposed to be like this itinerant, wandering around guy that didn't have money in an army. Because mm-hmm. that's what the Messiah was going <laughs> to be. And they completely miss God alert because... Living things are constantly changing and, and creating because our bodies are constantly growing. Things, the things God make, makes constantly grow, constantly evolve. And so if he's doing something through us, should it not be the same? Yes, I've been reading that, uh, with our church the, the New Testament and I'm reading the, I've gone through the first uh, 10 or 11 chapters of Matthew. Do people really read what Jesus is saying here? <laughs> This is some pretty, definitely radical things that he's saying. And I don't think people really read this. They want four points in a you know prayer. And it's a lot more than that. Okay, this has been great. I've been conversing with Debbie and Danny Lance of True Life Center in East Ridge. I really want to encourage all of you to check it out. It's, as I said, in the part of Ringgold Road where it intersects with Belvoir Avenue. And it's, like I said, on the Georgia side. <laughs> it's not near Georgia, but it's just on the, the side of Ringgold Road that's closer to Georgia. And this has been a great conversation. I really thank you guys for your time today. Well, we appreciate it, Barbara. Bye-bye.